you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free charges, and third-party services. Not a yada, not a yada yada, not a yada, not a yada yada. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. Hey, niggas and friends, welcome back to another episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Terry Kay. And I am Sojourner Truth. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. Thank you indeed, bitch. Well, that's my uh, introduction to the wellness check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went from wellness check to just well to then church. Well, because when I was a kid... I feel like there's one particular woman in the church that used to give us a well. Mm. Like, multiple people did it, but one woman was, like, good for it because I recognized her well. Oh, yeah. Distinct voice. for some reason, it has always made me laugh. Like, there's something about that word well in that tone that, and for that purpose, Mm -hmm. that I have always always found humorous i think it's just because it's like you know obviously the white people and uh folks outside of the black church who maybe don't know what i'm talking about this well would be like a form of agreement Mm. um the fellowship yeah um but it also is just like what else is there to say? I don't know why I find it funny. Yeah. But I always have. Anyways, how are you doing? Um, It's like an affirmation. So, I know the exact well you're talking about because I've heard it. The church well. Countless times, right? Throughout my church career. Um, I'm here. Emotionally, this is a weird week for me. There's a lot going on. School fucking starts tomorrow. <laughs> I can't mm. believe I, this is the first semester Ooh. where I'm not, like, dying to go back to school. Normally, I'm just, like, so excited and can't. Like, I'm a fucking nerd. I have my clothes laid out for the first day of school and all that. But now I'm just like, oh, girl, that again? <laughs> mm. We're back to that? We're back to classrooms? Don't know that I feel like going to classrooms when monkeypox is showing her ass all over New York City. But, you know. Ooh, ooh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just going have my wet ones and my Clorox wipes and, and pray for the absolute best. That's all. Because what else? I mean, what else can I do? You remember them wipes that, that uh, Naomi, Naomi ever had on the plane? Yeah. A pioneer, a visionary. 
Naomi. Don't stop her, boo. Thank you. I'm like, I'm so glad that I actually started cleaning my airplane area before COVID. I can't imagine it. I don't know how y'all do the things y'all do on airplanes, knowing now what we know about germs. <laughs> but I mean, I don't get it. Like, I Naomi. Naomi puts herself Naomi's, in a bubble. Yeah, no, Naomi's got a little Jamaican in her, I believe. So, yeah. that shocks me none at all yeah. because <laughs> numerous women in my family have been right. doing that for as long as they have been on airplanes. Yeah. So, that was nothing new to, to me. But I enjoy the fact that um, her contribution to the fuck out of here mm-hmm. uh, germs yeah. uh, operation has inspired others to stand firm in their beliefs that there is nothing the fuck wrong in wiping down yeah. uh, any public seat before you go to right. use it. Some of us just don't use them at all. Right. So the, <laughs> which is truly my preferred course of action is to just not use a public facility. If I have to fly, then I will try to go to the bathroom in like private? the sky lounges. <laughs> you know, when I don't feel like spending $80,000 on a yeah. short flight to White Plains, then I, you know, it's like, but that Ooh, will, shots of Drake. that will easily be a 10 hour, 11 hour day without going to the bathroom. So then you have to be strategic about like hydration and that's just not a good idea for your kidneys or your skin. So I'm just touring is what yeah. allowed me to use the bathroom on planes. Yes, because you were you and Jade, I think, were the last two holdouts where you were like, I would rather. Die. And you didn't even want to get on the fucking plane. Let's talk about See, how far you have come with your plane anxiety. Because crumpets. you used to like yeah. <laughs> have a death grip on me every time the plane was going to take off. Like, bitch, I don't like this. Don't let it be even it. a slight bump in the air. You about to have Deal a fucking it. meltdown. Oh, well. Right. So I say all this to say that there are people like us and then there are people who are clipping their fucking toenails on the plane and openly coughing, no mask, no tissues. I think that that it should be in like the I know I have plenty of friends that work for airlines in numerous, uh, you know, job Mm-hmm. descriptions capacities yeah capacities i feel like when you go in for training they need to start implementing some sort of guideline that allows y'all to shame these people oh yeah something pointing laughing i think you can easily use i don't know tickets or some sort of uh, technology to find out who is whose name is in what seat i don't know yeah Start calling them out. Calling them out right over that that uh, intercom or whatever. Some people <laughs> need shame. I love that you said that because <laughs> I was on a plane recently and these people were letting their children absolutely run around the fucking cabin like it was a playground. Don't I don't understand Never got that. It. And, and so the flight attendant keeps having to tell this little girl, like, you have to sit down, telling her mother, your child can't just, this isn't Pee Wee's fucking playhouse. Like, we're, we're, we're working here. You have to, I get that she doesn't want to sit down. Nobody does. And yet she, she must. And then she turns to this other parent and says, I just have to tell you, your children are so well behaved. 
so quiet, so calm, so respectful. I really love right. to see it. <laughs> what I would have done. And it made me think, like, what you just said. I'm like, oh, yeah, she... Because <laughs> that was, like, passive-aggressive, but very obvious what she was trying to say to Aaron. Just like, me right. as a flight attendant. Me as a flight attendant. But I'm here and queer and, you know, ready to persevere. What about you? Same. You know, also strange week. Weird week. Still trying to wrap my head around what's going on in my brain these days in this weird transition. Mm-hmm. So we're here doing the best that we can with yeah, life and what's exactly. been given. Many people have it a lot worse. And mm-hmm. so here we are, 10 toes, getting into the things of the things. Put that on silent. <laughs> Wasn't even going to say nothing. <laughs> and so let's begin. With our Black Excellent. Mm-hmm. This week, we're going to give uh, this entry to a seven-year-old. A seven-year-old girl from Dallas, Texas. So, I'm already a stan. Because, yeah. I mean, Dallas, Houston, mm-hmm. I think Austin are three places in Texas I've been and I wow. always love. <laughs> and I just feel like they make really great, unique, sickening people. Okay. This is so and many compliments betrayed. for Texas. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. And also betrayed. I prefer Southern Texas, but nothing against Dallas. Lord knows. It's just, you know how sometimes, it's, I imagine it's like growing up in Miami, like Disney World or Disneyland, whichever one it is, like it's right there. Yeah. We're world. You don't care. You've been there a thousand times. Like, yeah. it, it is just a thing. That's how Dallas was for me growing up in Oklahoma. It's like, oh, girl, we go to Dallas like it's a Tuesday. Like, okay. Yeah. Houston was always sexier and That's more fun. That's where you go for big fun. <laughs> right? you're like yes. 14, when we were, 15. yes, when I was 18 years old at the, the University of Oklahoma going to Dallas every fucking weekend. So, we'll see the wretched. Right. I mean, and to do wretched things with my to have big fun. wretched homegirls. It's literally what we did. We're not taking the extra five hours to Houston because Dallas is right there. But anyway, what did this child do? <laughs> okay, so the seven-year-old uh, girl by the name of Dakota White is now being called the fastest kid in the nation because she uh, ran Fort Worth's express, express truck. No, you did not. I and did. just burst out. <laughs> You're a renaissance fan. <laughs> She's <laughs> in the midst of this me is, giving this girl her point. This is actually not a Renaissance fan. This is the kimchi Trixie Mattel fan. No, I mean, like, but yes. all fans are Renaissance fans <laughs> now, bitch. Get into the season. Like, I've been practicing. <laughs> but you got, you got the, uh, you got your little Trixie kimchi? My who? I need to get one. Oh, uh, you know, I love Trixie kimchi. I, yeah, this, um, I love, yeah, I love them both. I feel like they, and makeup is something they both really excel at. So when they had that collab, I was like, bitch, I want it all. And it's so, oh my God, it's so fucking cute. Like, anyway, but this fan came with it. I would have never ordered this by itself. But anyway. (laughs) I was like, why would you order that? It came in the, no. That explains it. It it came in the bundle. No, it came in the, but it has proven very useful since Renaissance came out. All right, okay, man. Calm down. Don't. Do <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put it down. <laughs> You're feeling it. I am. Okay, so Dakota's team, Express Track Club, 
from Fort Worth, ran the girls eight and under 100 me 100 meter relay, and she finished in 59.8 seconds, and it set a individual record for her. And so she's been uh, popping on TikTok, which. Like, of course, <laughs> I'm still figuring out who's popping on TikTok, to be honest with you. Like, I just figured out how to like things. <sighs> TikTok will like things for you. TikTok goes in your brain and says, you like this. And that's how they fashion the algorithm. That's how they learn yeah. you. TikTok will learn you in about 15 minutes. TikTok and Siri and Alexa go to brunch, gossip, <laughs> and then decide what it is that they're going to talk to you about, which is what I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this girl has been training since she was three years old. Uh, her dad is a former wide receiver named Cam White, and she has won every competition that she's participated in since wow, last year. Period. I know that's right. Um, when asked how it is she accomplishes these things, Dakota told Fox 4 News, quote, I just run really hard. She said, I'm not sure where the disconnect is. That is the end of the quote. When it comes time, I lace up and then I run very hard. And that's that. How do you do it, bitch? Because I mean, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Is there another way? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I love her. So her dad says she has, she just had form, like crazy form. It wasn't fast, but her form was already perfect. So then as she progressed, we started getting her different trainers. She's just excelling in a sport that she loves now. Wow. Now, so, as someone who um, has done like a little bit of track, in, especially recently in life, mm -hmm. I like form is, is the girl. Like that's where you really learn. Like that's where running becomes... A sport. A sport, right? <laughs> I mean, and not just something like, children do. <laughs> right. And that's a, not something you just do with your cousins to brag about who's yeah, fast. that was us. Uh, I mean, same. Yeah. <laughs> and really one of my favorite things about being a kid. Racing. Yeah. And climbing. We had our own little track club because it was so many of us. So we would just... Yeah, but we played outside because we didn't have other things oh, to right. do. Oh, right. No, because if you stay inside, me mom is going to make you watch The Young and the Restless with her or... Fold laundry. <laughs> yeah, something... Come in here and dice something. Help her cook. You're you going to do something. Here, yep. Using up yep. her air conditioning. Oh, yeah. You're going to earn that AC. Get out. You're going to do it or you're going to take your black ass outside. Even when I was climbing trees, I'm like, there are mangoes up there. Pick them and break them inside. <gasps> there are things to be doing. Oh, my God. There are now, things to be doing. If we had a mango tree, I would have never came inside. Numerous. So we had honeysuckle and pecans. <laughs> and so... <laughs> There were no less than three mango trees in every motherfucking oh my household God. that I grew up around, yeah. bitch. Yeah, would have never gone indoors. I mean, in my family. Yeah. But, you know, another blessing from being of being from the Caribbean. All right. So, yes, her form has been crazy, her dad says. And uh, wow. since then, she has just excelled. And now people are saying she's the fastest kid in the nation. What? With all these accolades and scores and things of that nature. Seven years old, Dakota White from Dallas, Texas. Want to look right. out for So, Usain, Shakiri, Delilah. All you girls, mm -hmm. um, Flojo, everybody, <laughs> everybody. Coming for the fucking crown. Good for her. Go off, Dakota. Hey, y'all. We all know Crocs are known for comfort, but they are really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. The truly iconic classic 
clogs and slides are available in tons of colors and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets the charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their crocs to give it you know your own unique flair and fun thank you to crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own crocs that i'm excited to add some gibbets to because i see on the website they have some avatar the last airbender charms so those are gonna be the first ones that i stick on the front of these shoes and there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here so this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole here we go be sure to head to crocs.com explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms that's c-r-o-c-s dot com go get some crocs or if you already have some which you probably do go get some gibbets let's get back to the show do you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or for them? Well, try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist. Don't suggest it. Just an easy, like, hey, let me just get into this to start some unpacking stuff. You never know will come out of your mental trunk. And then the next thing you know, you have a journey to healing and evolving and evolution and growth. And you can do so affordably and comfortably with Talkspace. You can sign up online and get a personalized match with the provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash read. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash read. Go talk in your space. All right, so let's get into some pop culture this week. In our segment, we call Hot Tops. Every dick, every hole, all at once. <laughs> Let's begin. Uh, speaking of which, Nick Cannon is having another baby. Another one. I think he's having a few more, actually. I think yeah, actually, there's, there's like multiple one, on the way, but yeah. here we go with another. This is like... But, you know, water's still wet. Oh, my God. How many? What is this? Like the 14th child? This is 10. 10. This is 10. Jesus yeah. Christ. Ugh. So it was recently announced via Instagram because I mean, of, of course, course we announced. Right. Um, Cannon is expecting his 10th child uh, with his partner, Brittany Bell. This will be their third child together. Um, and the child is apparently due. In the coming months, I believe it says that Brittany's in her third trimester. Interestingly, Nicole also has a child due in October. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a woman by the name of Abby De La Rosa, who he also has um, his, I think his second pair of twins, uh, 14-month-old twins, Zion and oh Zillian. Oh, my God. Um... That uh, pregnancy, I think, was revealed a few months ago in June, I think. Same month that he uh, welcomed his eighth child with a model by the name of Bree. Um, and so, babies nine and ten on the way. And probably plans for eleven and twelve. Does Nick Hannah do anything but nut? 
just a walking ejaculation machine. Just spermazoids for you, spermazoids for you, just everywhere, just depositing it onto people. What is he planning? What does he know that we don't know? Why are you building a small army? Nothing, nothing. He's being a nigga. He is being somebody who can go around having all of these ambiguously biracial babies and not get checked or called out for the shitty behavior because people just be like, oh, he's rich, so it don't matter. It's like, niggas completely overlook the fact that you cannot be a present father to that many fucking kids in that many different households if you have a certain amount of money. So... I don't, I can't understand why we're still here. I can't understand these girls who still want to have babies with, with, with Nick Cannon. When you said his partner, I was like, that must mean sexual partner because there's no way they're in a committed monogamous relationship. There's no way. There's no way. could be his partner in a yet uh, unannounced, unspoken of uh, child mafia. Where mm-hmm. they are creating young kids to scary, <laughs> um, have knights become knights of the Round Table of Canon, sort of like House of the Dragon. And George House of the Dragon. I did not. I didn't. And do you know why? Because I remember the last season of Game of Thrones, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, it's not the same. Not the same writers. Not the same blah prequel." La, da, da. Okay, I get all that. However, I'm still just a little scarred, okay? <laughs> I'm just a little traumatized when it comes to that franchise, and I don't know that I'm ready to dive back in. Like Knowing that those two writers with Game of Thrones have nothing to do with this, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a chance. I mean, the thing is, like, Game of Thrones was already, it was already hard for me to watch. It was still, it was super graphic, and I did not, I had, oh, to, yeah. I had to peak a lot. When watching Game this of Thrones. And that's like, that's just the graphic stuff. There's also a lot of things that are just gross. Like this brother and sister Incest. constantly fucking each other. Like, and, yeah. and then just the general filth that's of the era. So <laughs> as yeah. a Virgo, it was a difficult show for me to watch in the first place. Every time there was a sex scene in Game of Thrones, much like this uh, premiere episode of House of the Dragon, I'm always just like... Ugh, the stank. The funk. I know. Oh my that god. That room. Listen, listen. Smells like earring backs. Okay. And chili cheese Fritos. Absolutely. With a little bit of French onion dip. Like Lady Gaga's meat dress, left unrefrigerated all night long. You wake up and there's just roaches and flies swarming the area. I feel like that's y'all's genitals. Back in that time, like just pubes, thick and tangled with they all don't kind wash of their legs. Right now, much less. You really think them bitches were doing a deep shampoo on their pussy hair back then? Oh my god, the number of critters that must have been involved. <laughs> I bet if you scratched one of their inner thighs, it was like peeling a banana. Oh my, not like. <laughs> Like scratching out a message in hieroglyphics. Layer, <laughs> like when somebody is super ashy. <laughs> just a layer, <laughs> just dirt, gel, just uh, just a just a, a thick gel. That's why I'm always like, oh no, I I I don't need sex scenes in most shows, but especially not when I know y'all are a bunch of white people from several hundred years ago when y'all's hygiene was even worse than it is now. I don't think I found any of those sex scenes to be... Never mind, I just remembered Cal Drogo. Let's move on. Ooh, okay. 
All right. So, um, God bless Nick Cannon and whatever it is he's doing over there with all of these kids. I figured, you know, maybe he just wanted to round up. No, I think he just really enjoys putting his dick in a bunch of different girls. And he's gonna you know, like how like that. the Fast and the Furious movies, it's like, let's just, let's just get to 10. So let's just get to 10. Mm. It's what Paul wanted. Um, oh, we right. can do it. Yeah. We can afford to. Um, so the Brotherhood. Let's just do that's what Tyrese said. We don't need said. to. But let's just do that. Yeah. The people who fuck with Fast and the Furious really fuck with it. Like, that's their shit. It's very And I'm not going to take that away from yeah. them. That's not many things for us to have. Exactly. Days. You take your joy wherever you, you need you to. You enjoy that. I am going to watch House of the Dragon, though. I'm going to look at it at some point. It will remind you a lot of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And it will prepare you for a new batch of white people to hate. Okay. Um, this is everybody's ancestors, right? This is the prequel? Yeah, it's like the 200 years before Daenerys. Okay. But it's focused on uh, the house Targaryen. Oh, yeah. So lots of, <laughs> lots of bleached fronts, lots of ble- bleached lace. Yeah. Um, including on some black people because they were like, all right, there were no niggas in the first one. Let's put some niggas in this one. Uh, we had the, the captain of the Unsullied. <laughs> An old girl who did Daenerys' braids. Now see. <laughs> <laughs> but their answer to this was to like make one of them a Targaryen, I guess, by Mary. So he got like blonde dreads, and then the kids are light skinned with blonde wigs on. Oh Lord. And I'm just like Okay. I don't I didn't really need to I just black hope they at least give them I didn't need it to feel so like forced. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Because this this feels like, all right, here, they finna Black Lives Matter us, so let's just... Right, you said there were no niggas in Westeros. Here you go. Here, girl, fine. Like, whatever. Rather than making it feel organic. I felt like all the POC lived in Dorne. So why don't we just wait till we... I don't know. Till we tell the Dorne story, but... I have watched one episode of this show. I have read zero books related to it. Right. So I don't really uh, have the information. I'm also not interested for those of you who have and would like to share. Please don't. Um, But what I will say is that I'm going to continue watching and hoping that they actually give these niggas good things to do, put them in good scenes, and also introduce other people of color uh, to the series that don't feel like add-ons to the checkout counter. tokens, yeah. Okay, well, good luck. Sheree Whitfield is dating that nigga Martell from Marriage in Huntsville. (laughs) Do you watch... Marriage in Huntsville? That's I not what it's tried. called. It's called Love and Marriage Huntsville. Same thing. <laughs> I'm having a hard time finding the difference between what you just said and the actual name of the I show. I actually like what I said the first time. Same thing if you ask me, but I tried to watch that Huntsville show and it's 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 too it's too much nigga even for me. Like I can Ouch. handle some mess and I can real I can handle some stupidity and some misogyny. But that show, it's like even mm. <laughs> the people who are like the most evolved on that show are still too backwards for me. And Martel was somebody I could, I just could never tolerate. So I told, because Kia would talk about it all the time. And so I started watching it for her. And then I said, sister, I actually have to turn it's this It's a good post-church Having, mm-hmm. you know, making a little meal for yourself, mm-hmm. getting some people's business type tea. It's, you know, like you know. when you run down the other girls that you may watch, 
Uh, and you're just like, you know, there's a hole in my black reality mess. Mm-mm. You two grown for this <laughs> pocket. Um, yeah. There could be something there. It's just too much. Like, they're, they, I, that's the only show I've watched where I'm like, Y'all literally put up with too much dumb shit from me. And like to the point where I can't watch you do this no more. I'm embarrassed for you. Mm. I mean, and that's coming from somebody who has seen like every flavor of love and hip hop where the women have made no shortage of stupid ass decisions behind niggas. But that show I can't tolerate. So Sheree doing this just felt immediate to me, immediately like a storyline to me. Yeah. It also screams storyline to me. Yeah. What happened to nigga? What happened to the prison nigga? You asked me about Sheree's business as a tall worker, but I don't fucking... <laughs> I forgot all about that. Um, okay. I guess that that's not... I feel like that nigga got out, didn't he? And they were dating for a little bit. See, maybe. I didn't watch this most recent season of uh, Atlanta Meaning Housewives. Shit. I'm just guessing. I tried, but the way Marlo misspelled the name of her fucking... Whatever her business is, the way she fucked that up so bad, I said, I can't look at this. It's going to distract me from the show entirely, so... I just clocked out. Well, um, apparently Sheree and this nigga are dating, which has severely flustered Martel's uh, mistress, who he was sleeping with and apparently impregnated while married. This woman by the name of Ariane Curry, Ariane Curry, I don't know how you say this. It's interestingly spelled. It's exotic. She took to Instagram to post photos, uh, screenshots, rather, that Martel uh, was sending or screenshot of an email he sent with their pictures, shit like that. Um, And she sent the following message to uh, her side ex? I don't know. Whatever. She said, I hope your three daughters never run into a man like you. And loyal oh. to you, you've been using me. My h- heart hurts for you, and you still don't get it. You could have moved on and kept it real, but you lied about it. Stop placing blame on me. I was loyal to you. You ain't got an old bitch. Best of luck to you. Still a narcissist manipulator trying to make this my fault. She continued and said, and I'm not changing my son's name to Maverick. Stop calling him that. His name's Knox. He's way different from the others. Blah, blah, blah. Ladies, never have a baby by a married man. Let me be your example. Someone had to be it. No, but see, no one needed to be it. Like, you, no one needed to be an example. Like, don't do that. You didn't need you. This is your business, your business. Like, I don't know that anybody needed to just hear, like, ladies, never have a baby by marry me. I think going into it, you kind of typically have an idea that that's not a good idea. Yeah. And you just do it. Yeah. You say, let the chips fall where they may, no? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is, yeah, somebody needed to say it, but somebody has been saying it. That's this isn't anything new, like yeah, at all. She acted like she was dropping game that bitches had never heard of before. Like, oh, don't have a baby with a married man, really? What other groundbreaking advice do you have for us, sis? I just, I'm. You give me. You have friends, but you don't listen to them. And you yeah, them. yeah. Because what has led you to this? We can't help you, sis. Right. And this is not a good look for you. It's not a good look for anybody. Um, so I just, I'm saying that this isn't hitting the way that I think you thought it might. Um, she can't be serious. There's no the temperature's way. temperature's off. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I ordered medium and you brought me well done. And I'm not paying for it. Oh, my God. I just don't understand how you, as a mistress, thought that the man who was cheating on his wife with you was somehow going to magically do things differently when you moved into the number one spot. This is where I, I mean, and this is where the girls always lose me. This is where I always end up confused. There are countless stories. There are countless examples. There's no reason for you to think that anything would have been any different, especially with somebody who is such a misogynist like Martel. So, I mean, I just feel like so many examples, so many exhibits. I mean, there is literally like just a countless string of people who have publicly gone through this exact same thing. So, as usual, I feel sorry for the children. I mourn for the kids who have to exist in a social media world while everybody sees their parents selling their business on TV every week. Like, that is who I feel sorry for, as always. And for you motherfuckers who be going and doing all this shit because your baby is like two or whatever, thinking, oh, well, they don't see me and whatever. (laughs) I think you maybe forget, or maybe you don't know. I don't know. They grow up incredibly fast. They do. And these clips aren't going anywhere. Not at all. Especially like they're still continue. heavenly making the rounds. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to, people will bring it up. Even children who like grew up before social media age. Like if your parents are notable enough, people will bring shit to you. So I just don't know. Clearly, nobody involved was thinking about what was best for their children um, or best for themselves. But, I mean, girl, Martel Holt turns out to be a piece of shit. Wow, what a shocker. You mean he did you wrong and was fucking with other people behind your back and could have been honest but chose to not? (gasps) Unprecedented behavior from this man. I'm stunned. Um... Which one do I want to begin with next? Let's just get it out of the way. So, um, Megan Thee Stallion has a new album out. Traumazine. It's supposed to be her last album with her label, 1501. Um, which is also, I think, leading into some court stuff with that label and her, and its label head, CEO, Carl Crawford. God, I'm so ready for this to be done. Um, Listen, aren't we all? So, apparently, Jay Prince, who is, I don't know, Carl Crawford's play uncle? I don't know how they're... He's doing a lot of sweeping up for this man. Okay. But uh, he posted an Instagram photo recently. (laughs) Y'all, please go look at it. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Just put me in the photo itself. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in this very lengthy caption, uh, he says things uh, about Megan, who he repeatedly refers to in this as MTS. Mm-hmm. I guess just <laughs> Megan would have been too much, or Meg, or her whole we, name. We know who you mean, bro, but all right. <laughs> it's giving, like, legal documents, but... 
Got you. He said, the truth is that Carl discovered, developed, and fully financed MTS early in her career, which led to a life-changing distribution agreement for her with 300 Entertainment. From 1501's earliest agreement with Megan, long before MTS was a household name, 1501 generously agreed to give Megan 40% of its profits, which is substantially more than the customary record royalty that a new artist receives from a record label. So... He goes on more and more about how Rock Nation, you know, trying to claim that, you know, they're out of pocket for whatever they were offering her or paying her is crazy and that they know that, our, like, Rock Nation has given significantly less to their artists, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he actually does say Megan here a few times. It seems like he's trying to separate the product from the person. Which, again, just screams legal to me. Yeah. The whole caption sounds like a lawyer may have written it. Yeah, like, (laughs) had a lot to do with the wording. Yeah, exactly. Megan responded on Twitter by saying, I'm so over these grown-ass men trying to take credit away from the work me and my mom put into the beginning of my career. Me and my mom, quote-unquote, developed my career. I was already known for freestyling, and I was already working on Tina Snow before I got to 1501. When my mama died, I knew a bunch of hood niggas who just started a label for this first time were not going to be able to manage me properly, so I got with Rock. (laughs) By this time, I was a bigger artist, and I asked to renegotiate, not leave. What's wrong with that? That man is greedy. For this man to keep getting on the internet with his backup to talk like he made me is ridiculous. Were you writing my songs? Were you in my dorm? Et cetera, et cetera. If you want to, if you want to be real, I developed 1501. They keep signing people and everyone got the same story. Yada, yada. I only respond when people say my name. Boom, boom, boom. Beat me in court, not the comment section. Now, personally, that last line for me could have just been the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> it sums everything up so nicely that she could have just left it right there. Because that but, says it all. You niggas got so much to say online. I will see y'all in court. It just, I don't really know the specifics of anybody's contract, obviously. The customary percentages given to artists, new and old, or any of that type of shit. And to be honest with you, I don't fucking care right now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because this is literally none of my business or the consumers. Take this shit to court. We don't fucking care. Y'all are doing this shit over ego, especially the niggas involved. And for anybody to be like, oh, well, call Crawford in 1501. I will say this as far as the specifics of what is alleged here goes. What I do know is that I knew Megan Thee Stallion was before she was signed in 1501. I was a fan of hers and listened to several of her songs and freestyles before she was signed to that label. Now, did they give her a boost in terms of, you know, funding and backing or whatever? Sure. This claim that, like, you made this woman and you discovered her and all that other stuff is just, that is not true. So, let's stop with that. But let's also stop trying to make, like, much like Star Jones is not a real judge, so I don't understand why she's the host of Divorce Court. I was like, we what? are also not judge. Like, we can't, you know what I mean? It's like how they're giving, like, Steve Harvey. Know. Steve Harvey has a judge show. But there you go, Jerry Springer. What is the point of this? Why? You know, Krishan Rock. Everybody's a fucking has is like a judge on this. Yeah. So it's like I get that we play around with that 
But this, we can't do nothing for y'all. Yeah. And I'm over it. So. Right. And the way, honestly, I'm not even getting too deep into that because I'm already so sick of the way niggas talk about Megan. I'm so tired of the way that, like, the disrespect for her just seems to flow so easily from people regarding what are you doing? <laughs> was it good? I hope yeah. it was good. <laughs> but like, I don't even care. Like the whole, I don't, whether what they're saying about Megan is true or not. Like, I don't even care. Y'all can figure this out with the lawyers. That's what this seems like to me more than anything else is like a, a money thing in terms of contract, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't like the way y'all talk about Megan. And it's, I truly still believe that it's because she intimidates y'all with her height and her complete fineness and her talent. I really, I think niggas can't handle Boom. the combination of all three of those things. So I they try the really pressure, hard to tear her down. I think that last part really hits on it for me. It's like, I don't know me. Me, a nigga who listens to whatever I can from where I'm from, I don't know what 1501 was doing mm-hmm. prior to this. Yeah. Um, and they haven't really had yes uh, any talent that yes. has reached the heights that Megan has since. Thank you. She has been their biggest asset um, mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. I think. So Absolutely. I get why a lot of niggas are pressed behind it. And then, like, again, I think ego has a lot to do with it. So you just start flapping. It's like when it comes to the actual percentage and all this stuff, you don't need to try and break down no motherfucking, you know, hip hop payout 101 for TikTok. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Take that shit to the people who can help you. We don't fuck like, stop it. You want to, like, you know, do this fucking pissing contest shit for what? Like, for what? For what? We want to dance. The world is ending. It's on fire. And white people don't give a fuck about none of our black asses. No way. Right. We want to dance. You girls figure this shit out and come back to us when it's time for entertainment time. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not Mabel, Judge Maybelline. I'm not Joe Brown. Thankfully. And- I'm not... Wait, which one's the bad one? I mean, Joe Brown has some questionable opinions about things. So that's probably who you're thinking of. Yeah, but one of them is also like in a lot of legal trouble. Oh, now that I don't know. What's the other one's name? Mathis? Oh, yeah. No. Judge Mathis. I don't know if he's in legal trouble, but... Oh, he may what be the one I'm thinking him? of that says something stupid. Or maybe they were just drunk. Let me shut up. I don't know. Let's be in jail. But what I do know is that if y'all made Megan, y'all could make another Megan, and that has not happened yet. So... Mm. That allegation, it's not, it's not curling all the way over for me. Because you've tried. That's the thing. Y'all have tried. And you can get Speaking of which, a pretty girl with a BBL. That don't make her Megan. Sorry. Speaking of which, current 1501 artist Erica Banks has been uh, come under fire after a performance at a high school recently. She was booked to perform at a pep rally at uh, Doug High School in Atlanta, Frederick Douglass High School. Of course. Of course this was Atlanta. <laughs> and uh, there's video footage of her during this pep rally uh, approaching the crowd of teens and throwing that ass back, 
like she was at Onyx. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess the internet needed to remind her that these were children. um, And that's fucking weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. (laughs) um, Quite unfortunate. Uh, the videos made its rounds and had good, you know, gained lots of different opinions and shit. Erica's response that I see here is simply, "Girl, didn't nobody touch them kids? Clearly, we had a great time. Good day." Now, before I saw the video, I just heard about this, right? And I was just like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna give this black girl a break <laughs> simply because, um, twerking is what these kids do. Like they." see all of these different artists working in their music videos and stuff like that and they do as well and i feel like as a dance like just as dancing you know what i mean it can and should be harmless but it is also there's a time and a place and an age for everything yeah yeah i completely agree and high school time, high school age, high school um, mm-hmm. property. Not the time or the place. Not at all. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, like, if it were her, you know, in the middle of the basketball court or whatever, where her, her backup dancers or whatever doing a little twerk in the choreography, then... I probably would have been like, all right, like, I see it, but let's give it a break. Like, everybody's working in their videos. Like, it doesn't need to be that big a deal. But when I watch the video, you see that she's actually approaching. Like, Mm -hmm. she literally walks up to a group of young boys and starts throwing that ass. Like, she's at Summer summer Slam, Summer Jam, Spring spring Bling. Oh my God, remember fucking Spring Bling. <laughs> I was like, none of these kids are even at all. They have no idea what we're talking about. This is back when we no, used to turn on MTV I wish for I our did Spring not Break coverage. Because <laughs> where do they come all the time? Fucking, fucking Miami. Yep. <laughs> Every time. Every, Every single time. Every fucking time. Yeah, I. At first, I thought the same thing, like, oh, if this was just part of her performance, then I don't really care. But then I saw the video, and I'm like, no, you actually were. You cannot. Like, yeah, you didn't touch them kids. And shout out to the one coach, because they look like a bunch of football players. Shout out to the coach who was, like, holding his arm back, like, don't, don't. No, no. (laughs) Y'all need to not not touch her, and I need her to not touch y'all. Like, this was... I mean, yeah, inappropriate. You're 23, not thinking nothing of, of it. Tatiana, but girl, choices. <laughs> where is that legend? <laughs> I love that <laughs> Tatiana. Face card never declined. Oh my God. God, I was just about to say Tatiana was one of the first. Like, just when we say beauty, when we say face, like even with that old ass like early rue days of terrible makeup and wigs tatiana was gorgeous face so yeah but erica banks you need to grow up grow up this is come on girl this is the problem when twerking is your default dance some of y'all need to like evolve <laughs> try something else a lot of y'all motherfuckers just like you maybe are not confident in other things maybe yeah. you feel like you ain't got no rhythm or whatever so anything can motherfucking come on and you dropping it the fuck low and doing the fucking cry baby right. like literally it will be baby shark 
and y'all mm-hmm. be throwing ass like it's the P Valley theme song. And I need y'all to like, I don't know, like take it back to a, a nice, respectable bankhead balance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a, a modest um, ice cream and cake, a wop. <laughs> Like peanut butter jelly. I mean, yeah, this was just up in poor taste. I didn't. I wasn't like tripping either way. These she's like what four or five years older than these kids, so (laughs) right. It's weird. It's not like Madonna. If Madonna did it, it wouldn't. It's not that weird. But (laughs) I feel like Madonna, (laughs) right? But still, like you know, you could have made a different decision here, and probably should have. Learn something from this. Move out the way. I don't even understand how you got that from what I just did. And I feel like that was intentional. I feel like I feel attacked. Um, it's full of your, you put the battery in my bag. You, it's I gave your, you a break because I felt like being nice, but now you're fucking pushing it. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> okay, so... Puffy upset the girls the other day when he tweeted, who killed R&B? <gasps> August 17th, 2022. Three words, who killed R&B? Now, I feel like most of us who have been alive for a certain number of years and watched a certain number of mm-hmm. musical marketing campaigns be rolled out would have seen this and been like, oh, okay, album. And then went on, you know, and had their cinnamon toast crunch or whatever yeah. for the day. Not Chris Brown, honey. Oh, of all Chris the Brown people. saw this tweet. Why? And, 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 and. <laughs> Why would Christopher think? You know what? Honestly, never mind. (laughs) He tweeted, these niggas saying R&B is dead. Watch your mouth, nigga. It ain't dead. A lot of people are deaf to what real music is. Damn near every rapper want to be a singer. So many layers of wrong. Um, Oh, Christopher. I just don't. When I think of R&B. And every singer wants to be a rapper. Chris Brown is. I mean, you the main example. Just not the first person I would have thought of. I don't think about Chris Brown when yeah. I think about R&B. So this was If I had to put me. If I had to tell somebody to strap on their armor and get and go to war mm-hmm. for this. Not, he wouldn't have been my first not choice. Not Christopher, no. You know no. India Sean. <laughs> I was mm, yum. That's the thing. Like this was I saw this and I immediately thought of like that Simpsons meme of like old man yells at cloud or whatever cuz that's exactly what Puffy is giving here like who killed R&B girl it is not dead there are so many people doing R&B and this it would be incredibly easy for you of all people to know that so it just seemed like an old nigga complaining about something that is not even really a complaint but it didn't even feel like a complaint to me it felt like just a rollout like we know that he's working promotional on, tweet, yeah, yeah. We know he's working on an R&B album or or something like that, and he said his name is Love Now, and this is like his R&B, oh, his newest R&B alter care. ego or whatever. So when I saw, first of all, we have done this. We do this every other year. Yeah. Where's R&B? Where do you get R&B? And it's always a nigga who just released like five pop songs with Dua Lipa. Okay. That's like R&B ain't never been nowhere. <laughs> and this, and then like true R&B artists of all like in all different steps of their journey mm-hmm. be sitting on the outside of this conversation like Girl, we're right here available to stream and or purchase just been hanging out right here you know whenever actually you're ready came to your party met you shook your hand <laughs> uh, 
you came to the studio, you listened to my music. I don't understand. So, like, this to me, Usher responded. He went on Bevy Smith's podcast, I believe, and was like upset about it as well. Um, he said, Mm-mm. when I hear people say stuff like, what happened to R&B or R&B is dead, it's not, you just don't understand the basis of it. How can someone come out 20 some odd years ago and all of a sudden have a re-ins- resurgence in a way that people just want to talk about it, sing it, and enjoy it? R&B is timeless. It ain't going to go away. So when I do hear people, even like Puff, saying r and is dead, he sounds nuts to me. He later said, y'all don't live without R&B, neither one of y'all. If this is a thirst trap moment or you're trolling, keep that shit in the comment section. I'm not fucking with none of that. Mm-hmm. I think he also brought up the fact that Puffy's supposed to do some sort of hit-for-hit battle with Jermaine Dupree in Atlanta soon, which is apparently not going to be Versus because Versus is apparently like Swiss mm-hmm. Beats and Timbaland are going back and forth with Trello for something right. right now. Right. Whatever. I mean, I feel like we so. all saw that coming. <laughs> like, there was no need for y'all to be trying to make even more money off of this like so i'm not surprised that things fell through in that manner but yes like i would have i saw that tweet from puff and i just ignored it because i was like there's no reason to engage with this there's no reason to to take this man seriously whether you think he's trolling or just trying to get people talking because he has uh, music coming out or if you think he really is genuinely asking the question or just being old and out of touch, there is no reason to argue with this multimillionaire who has been in the music industry for this long about such a ridiculous statement. Like, I just didn't see the point. Also, like, who killed R&B? It's just, the whole thing was just, like, how the fuck have you been in the music industry this long you saw the tweet and responded? Like, this that's exactly right. what the purpose was. I think he even... Probably even said something about this. It's been three days of the debate. This is the clarity of the message. He says, it's not disrespect to anybody. The conversation was out of love and me purposely wanting to bring attention to R&B. It was something that I saw the effects of the hip-hop, blah, 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 whatever. He's promoting an album. I don't understand why we continue to do this. I love R&B so much. Like, it's right there. It's right. Like, you don't... It's not even hard. It's nope. not even hard nope. to find. You literally can go... You got Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Like, you have all of these... All of them. All you have to do is put R&B in. It, it's a whole category on every single music streaming platform. You just press the button. Now... Do some of these people and, and and folks back there making these playlists get R&B wrong? Oh, yeah. Or post, push a lot of not really rhythm and blues up to the forefront? Justin Bieber. Sure. <laughs> but it, should, it will, I assure you, it will not take you that long mm-hmm. if you are truly a fan of R&B. I'm just interested. Yeah. To be introduced to some new artists or ask around. Ask some fans. Who are they listening to? Who are you a fan of? It's really not that fucking hard. People are making real R&B music all the motherfucking time. Like, the music industry is not just, like, the Billboard Hot 100. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, the top 10 on iTunes. It's not just whatever the TikTok girlies are dancing to. Like, you can actually go and find music from artists of all shapes and sizes and stages. Mm -hmm on your own in just a matter of minutes so this is lame it's yeah. boring and I wish y'all would stop because you all rich so like 
Right. I don't know why Puff thought we needed another $200 date argument, but that was basically all that was. We, we've had this conversation before, and yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. So, moving on. Alrighty, I think I'm going to wrap it there uh, for the Hot Tops this week. We're going to uh, take a break and come back to read your letters. Hey guys, this week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know something I think I've been craving? I'm really craving a directory uh, style website that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkeisha. Um, Check you know, and I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people, can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. But Squarespace is incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great, feels great. And it's like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlet Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, maybe. So... If you have not your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash the read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal? To give us more daylight from March through November. Hey, girl. That's how it works. <laughs> By setting our clock sword, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it does not necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner, okay? Beyonce has the same 24 hours as us, but how are you using them, Diva? How are you using them? There's only one way to do what we're talking about, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. That's right. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for the jobs you're hiring for. Once you post on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. And the great part about it is you ain't got to go here, there, everywhere, over the river, through the bush, grandmother's house. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash The Read. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash The R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Go give someone a job. Love you. Okay, folks, we're back. And it is time to read your letters. It is indeed. You can send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Um, The inbox, wow, I have to say, diving back into that (laughs) after so long. It was a journey. There was a lot for me to get through. Um, But I found some options here. Let's get started with this email from Katara who says, and she said Katara is a fake name. It's after some TV show that I feel like you probably watch because I just feel like you've said that name before. Avatar. Okay. Well, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. No, I've seen some of that. All right. Mm, A minute. All right. Katara says, Mm. 
I'm a 30-year-old black pansexual woman. My ex and I broke up in February after three years of dating on and off, but in typical queer fashion, we're still friends. His His name is Zuko. Again, I'm assuming from this show. Same show. And he's a 28-year-old black trans man, oh, transmasculine person. We speak from time mm-hmm. to time, but we also take our space as exes should, especially as we both make efforts to date around and move on. Yesterday, while I happened to be on a date, he sent me a video of him in the driver's seat with a shrug as he panned to the flashing lights of a cop car behind him and then sent a message about getting caught by the cops. I was actually being very present on my date, so I didn't view the message or the video until much later, around 4 a.m. My date was still with me. Oh, I know, that's right. But I proceeded to worry and freak out. I texted my ex back and got no response. I went to see if he was active on social media, but saw nothing, texted friends, called him a few more times. I was really starting to panic and thinking that he may have been arrested or harmed, especially since I never got a follow-up text. I tried calling a few more times, and on the sixth call, he finally picked up and said that he was fine in a very short tone. I stopped panicking and went back to my date, who was chilling with my dog, being patient, etc. My ex called me today to tell me that what tell me what happened with the cop, and although he was calm, he was very upset with me and told me that it was embarrassing for me to blow up his phone like that because he was with a girl and they were having sex. I don't really get why he's mad. I don't really get why he's mad because ultimately what he did caused me to panic. He's a black person who encountered the police and didn't assure me he was okay, but I still listened and apologized. He said that me calling him repeatedly wouldn't have done anything if he was arrested or dead. And it only serves the purpose of making me feel better and relieving my anxiety. And that by, and that by calling repeatedly, I took away his choice to be present on his date and his choice not to interact with my anxiety. Say less. <laughs> when we dated, he learned that I do worry about loved ones easily, so he's aware about how I am about this. I'm inclined to think that he's tripping because, of course, I freaked out, and I think it's Are wild that I'm the one feeling guilty. Do y'all think I'm wrong? Thanks, Katara. I think it's wild that you're the one feeling guilty at all yeah. because when I tell you that this would have been the simplest block mm. that I have ever <laughs> made in my life. <laughs> this would have been the easiest. Damn, not a whole block. Easiest decision. <laughs> Good and bye. Woo. You ain't got to say nothing else to me. You sent yeah. me a video. Yeah. Let's recap. Yep. You, a nigga, mm-hmm. sent me a random video yep. of you and the police. Mm-hmm. No further explanation. No further words. Right. No contact. Yep. I, someone who knows and understands yep. the relationship that niggas have with the police, specifically here, <laughs> show concern, valid concern, yeah, for your life. Mm-hmm. And you're tight with me <laughs> because you were getting some cheap. <laughs> and I just wanted to know that you were breathing. You don't have to say Never anything been. else nope. to me. Nope. I understand. 
noted, taken, mm-hmm. <laughs> good. The next time that you get pulled over for a rolling stop or for, a, you know, having a fade at an intersection or yeah. whatever the fuck it is that you got uh, pulled, you bucked for, yeah. you call whoever it was that you were fucking, you send them a video or whoever, I don't give a fuck who you send it to. You can send it to your mama, Twitter, mm-hmm. GoFundMe. I don't give a fuck, Zeus. Bitch, send, oh, I don't no. give a fuck where you, you just leave me out of it. Yep. God bless you. I'm glad that you are uh, out of jail and alive. Goodbye. Right. If you even went to jail, I have a feeling he didn't even go, but that's all the more reason why you could have just sent a text being like, hey, I'm all good, whatever. So I will say this. I think your ex is right about your reasons behind doing it. (laughs) But I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, of course, I called you six times because I wanted to feel better. I wanted to hear your voice and hear that you're still alive. Yes, I was calling to make myself less anxious because I wanted to know that you were alive. And if he was really worried about, like being present on his date and not getting interrupted when he's in the middle of somebody's pussy, then what he could have done was put the phone on do not disturb. They have all different kinds of filters now for D&D. You can set that shit up to ring or not ring for individual people. He could have saw that you were calling. Oh my God. The way, shout out to them nerds at Apple. The way they have set up (laughs) these different like tiers of do not disturb it's incredible. My phone doesn't ring. It's, it's like there's like three people who can call me at any given time and everybody else, I'll get back to you. But he could have leaned over, saw that you were calling, thought, oh, yeah, it's probably about the police thing. Let me put my phone in airplane mode real quick because I don't want to jump out this pussy and I'll make sure I get back to her later. Like you could have there were so many options available that he could have taken. So then turn around and be like, oh, well, you took away my ability to be present on my date and to not interact with your anxiety. Like, no, 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 no. Bitch, so did you, huh? Right. You did that to yourself. You could have very easily stopped this person from blowing your phone up. It was within your control to do that. We don't have... You did the exact same motherfucking thing. We don't have any control over what other people do. We can only control ourselves. So I don't like that he was like, oh, well, you took away my ability to be present on my date. And this was embarrassing. I was having sex. Okay, nigga, I thought you were dead. I didn't know what happened to you and the fucking cops. I didn't know if I needed to get bail. I didn't know if I needed to call around. See, Like, bitch, I had no clue what was going on. You're right. I should have sent you a text and just said, damn, that sucks. (laughs) I should have just been like, okay, call me when you get out and your phone is charged. Like, yes, you did do a lot. You texted a bunch of people, you called around, but I I can't say that you did a lot for no fucking reason. We are black. It is 2022. We know what's happening with the fucking police. We now, know there how are much some police... people in my life Child. that could have sent me that same video. And if I did reach out, it would have been once. That is me. That is the relationship I have with those individual niggas. Now, I don't know what, you know like again you really did want to uh decrease your own anxiety mm-hmm. um you wanted to just feel calm and, and certain that this person was safe 
Um, but I just feel like he's playing a game here with this whole, oh, well, I was in some pussy and you made it, you look thirsty or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I also was on a date, nigga. Like, right. It's giving me, like, I wanted you to know that I too am out here. That's what it feels like to me. Mm. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. And it's like, bitch, oh, fuck it. I mean, unless you care, but. <laughs> my bitch okay right like, like great for you i'm so glad you're congratulations. out here congratulations you know you sent me a video of you uh in the this fucking set it off as video of you <laughs> and the police and i'm supposed to motherfucking just sit here and be like damn that's right. crazy so yeah i do think you did a lot but also i think you had a great reason for doing a lot and that is not anxiety anxiety is irrational this is extremely fucking rational <laughs> so um, no, of course we don't think you're wrong. I think if I were you, I would just move this ex even further down the communication tier. I might not block him outright, but definitely we're not going to be on no friendly back and forth, you know, regular check-ins and all that. Like, you type of nigga, if I see you in the street or in the club, I'll say hi and we can just keep going from there. Because how do you feel like you don't have no responsibility to take here? If I tell my friends I just got pulled over and then they don't hear from me again for several fucking hours, they are going to trip. I'm going to have a bunch of fucking missed calls when I decide to get back to my phone because they care about me and they think I might be in danger. So, no, Katara girl, sorry. Not this time. Not you. You were not. Not in the wrong, okay? You don't have to worry about me ever. And I mean ever calling your phone again for a fucking thing. Not ever. Good luck and God bless you. Our next letter comes from Ashley, who says, I've known my husband for 13 years and we've been married for four. After he failed the insurance agent test, he has not been working and I have been stuck paying all the bills. I've been working a job I hated and I would tell him all the time how much I hated this job and how much I really need him to get a job so that we can catch up on some things. And he would say, well, I need to find something at home with the kids because we do have three of them and would say that him, him being unemployed is just temporary until he can find something he loves again. His nonchalant behavior has been turning me the fuck off and I haven't felt the same way about him. We were very short on rent this month and tried to make up the money in every way we could. Then this man had the audacity to say, hey, why don't we pawn your ring? I was pretty pissed that he even suggested it, but since we were denied for loans, I let him pawn the ring only because our children would not have had a home otherwise. I am so hurt because that ring meant a lot to me and it took us so much to get here. Now my feelings for this man are gone with my ring and I hate it. Do y'all think I'm being materialistic? I really need some help to address this matter. He is still not working. Thanks, Ashley. Uh, is Ashley being materialistic? Yes. I mean, in as much as like, yeah, yes, it's a ring, but I get why it would matter to you. You've known this man for 13 years. Y'all have been married for four. You share three children. I understand why like the token of your union is dear to your heart. I get that. Do you? I mean, yeah, if I, I mean, not even the, Sheer number I'm of years together, but three is children. So disgusted by the floweriness of plastic off the sofa, I somehow mean, can can connect with <laughs> the symbolism in that 
I, uh, token of unity. I can but. I connect with the feelings. I understand them. I find them disgusting. But it's not that I. They're not alien to me. <laughs> I fully understand okay. y'all's having feelings. I just think it's a little gross that y'all express these feelings for everybody else to see. But mm-hmm. that's I I get it. I also feel like the bigger issue here is like you're resentful because this nigga would rather pawn your ring than go get a job wherever he could, doing whatever he could so that y'all could pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. I think that's where the issue is. And it feels like that's like the basis... Right. ...of the problem more than just the ring itself. I'd like to imagine that if he was working his ass off Mm -hmm. and the circumstances were a little different in terms of that effort. Right. And you were still in an unfortunate place that led you to the ring. Maybe you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel so resentful or, or upset with them. I, so I do think it is a little materialistic because I'm, I say that as someone who like, I don't give a fuck. We could have rings. We could get matching tattoos. We could both wear little hats with propellers on top of them. Like, I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. we're going to be together forever, I don't fucking care what, like, the symbol of that is. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need a ring. If you get me a fly-ass ring, I'm going to take it. Absolutely. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to adore it. I'm going it. to wear oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to fucking treasure it. Oh, yeah. You know? But it's not something <laughs> that I'm going to, like be so broken up about and be looking at my partner in a different way if I had to give it up for the, not just the sake of like our um, lives, but our kids' lives. Mm -hmm. Like it just wouldn't bother me as much. However, if I don't feel like you're stepping up enough or doing enough as an individual outside of that and we are here, then yeah, I ain't going to feel some sort of way, but that's not about the ring. Right. That's more about, I feel like I'm the one making all the effort to keep this family afloat. And here you come talking about, well, let's pawn like the one valuable thing you gave me, something that means so much to me, instead of finding employment, getting a job. It doesn't have to be. And this is another thing. I feel like nobody wants to work a job they hate. Okay. Nobody wants to do that. Like literally nobody. Yet. Countless people do because the bills have to be fucking paid. They just have to. It's like one of the first things you figure out. Like, like. okay, this is, I feel like I learned this lesson at 15 (laughs) when my parents said, you can have a car, but you will have to pay the insurance on it. And how do you do that? You get a fucking job. Did I want to work at the quick trip? 15 year old job that you like. There's no great job for 15 year olds. But do you do it anyway so that you have gas money and can pay for your little phone and and give your parents $100 for insurance? Yes, you fucking do it because you want things or need things. And like, like, and y'all have children. So yeah, we have expenses. Three Three kids. I'm going to need you to get a job. Yeah, work from home would be ideal so somebody could be with the kids, but we will have to figure that out. If we can't, we can't sit around waiting for that. The bills need to be paid now. The rent is due every month. They want it every month and they want it in full. 
So, yeah, I can fully see developing some resentment towards this man if you feel like, damn, I'm hustling in a job I hate so that we can have fucking food and lights on in this house and you feel like you can't do the same. Yes, a bunch of shitty jobs out there. Pick one and let's make this fucking money. I'm so sorry. Like, we have kids. If it was just the two of y'all, that would be one thing. But y'all have children to think about here. So I think That's why y'all need examples. You've got to you've got to talk Niggas to him about me. how you have to tell you have to tell your husband about how this is really making you feel. I feel like you have kept a lot of this to yourself, hoping that he would guess and and read between the lines of you being like, Oh, well, I hate this job so much. Like, like maybe he'll catch the hint. Like hating a job doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. But maybe you just need to be completely forthright. Just say it plain. Make it clear that your feelings, your feelings for your husband are gone behind this. You need to say something. <laughs> you need to say something. What was that episode of, uh, just reminded me of that episode of Spongebob. Oh, Lord. Where he's, uh, I feel like Squidward got fired. And he was staying at Spongebob's house. Spongebob's <laughs> oh, no. house to get his ass up to get a job. <laughs> I don't know SpongeBob well and enough. He literally to know. had to. He literally had to get. He was trying to be subtle the whole episode, and Squidward is just at home eating his food to do whatever, getting on his nerves. He literally got into bed, whispered yeah. at one point, was like, "You know what happens when one of my friends <laughs> needs etc." They go and find someone <laughs> with a job to come and do their yeah. job. Like, sorry, babe, but it's literally break it down from them before literally bursting outside of this the, out of the side of his house and rushing this nigga back right. to work to work. Like inflation. I don't know how subtle you need to be here. Yeah. You might want to just literally leap onto his chest and scream <laughs> for a job in his face. <laughs> May not be the time for subtlety. Get a fucking job. And not every nigga deserves subtlety. Right. I'm going to just say that one more time because I want to. Not every nigga deserves subtlety. Especially when, like, this is this is something that has been going on for a while. So the time for, like, being polite and hoping that the situation resolves itself, that time has passed. Some niggas need the opposite of subtlety. Yeah. Ask him, what would he do if you decided, oh, I hate this job, so I'm not going to work until I find something from home that I can tolerate? What would y'all do? If both of you decided to to be that way, what would your children do? I just feel like that was once like a thing like that patriarchy decided was of women anyway. Mm. And so I'm kind of confused about this era where it's just like, I'm not going to work. I don't like my job um, as a grown ass man. Um, But also... I'm intimidated by, mm-hmm. you know, independent women with power. I don't like that all of that talking shit on broke niggas type mm-hmm. team. Oh, well. So I'm, <laughs> it's just, I, you know, yep. I go to bed and it's just me here with my dog. So I'm going to let y'all have y'all business. No, I mean, <clears throat> good luck, Ashley, but you definitely need to say something. And if you end up, um, Leaving this marriage, I won't be shocked. <laughs> I literally would cook this nigga's favorite meal and go down to the Publix and get a sheet cake that says, get a job, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you got to 
buy the little colored icing yourself because I don't think literally Publix won't write that on there. Just put get a job. I'll do the rest. Unless, unless you find the right person. I mean, maybe it might be a homegirl back there who are like, I will write I nigga for say. an extra five dollars. <laughs> if it was me in the bakery department at Publix, girl. <laughs> As someone who has procured several sheet I would do from it. several Publix <laughs> in South, Southern Dade County. Somebody I back know there that will her couple of people back there oh, yeah. specifically oh, black yeah. ladies oh yeah though might just go ahead and let that one slide especially because they probably also work in full time at the Publix while some nigga is at home mm-hmm. playing video games talking about he waiting for the right opportunity so they'd be like now I might be risking too much by putting the full nigga but what yeah, I can I can do, do a little asterisk is put like a, I could put a Patrick Star as the <laughs> A and then technically, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Just don't tell nobody. You didn't see this. <laughs> but yeah, you cash out me $5, $10, and I'll throw a little nigga on that cake for some razzle-dazzle. Because grow Absolutely. up. We have three children. The rent has to be paid. Get a fucking job. Inflation is beating everybody's asses. It's hard out here. Yeah, most of us aren't having a great time financially. And most women work full time and then do most of the childcare at home too. If if this nigga is at home all day and you come home and these kids are dirty, hair uncombed, hungry, <laughs> fighting. No, that's I'm sorry. No, that's my thirteenth reason. No, I'm sorry. I'm losing I'm it. I'm losing it. I'm gonna have to beat your ass now. I now I have to fight. <laughs> I can't be doing all of that. I can't be carrying the household. And you're not doing shit with these kids. No. Mm-mm. Pick a struggle. <laughs> I was laughing because I Googled the SpongeBob episode. It's called Can You Spare a Dime? Of course. And because... I'm laughing because this nigga SpongeBob made Sp- Squidward some soup, alphabet soup, and spelled get a job in Yeah. Younger millennials have really mined SpongeBob for meme content. It's really great. I like mean, there's, there's so a much lot. of it. They gave a there lot. Like a thousand episodes. Yeah, but it lot. really um it kind of is similar to The Simpsons in all of the ways yeah. that it predicted things or just has a meme for everything. Yes, those of you in your early 30s are really the SpongeBob content is top tier. I can't I can't lie. It's great. It's but. nice to it it connects us with um Jen Quan or whatever comes after Z. I don't know. <laughs> just make up a letter. But. Lord. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best of luck, Ashley. Should we do another one or have we? I'm with, the, I'm on whatever time you are. Okay. Literally. Let's... Well, not literally because I'm <laughs> on the West not on the same time. Coast, yeah. But okay. Here's a quick one from Audrey who said, I recently left my remote job that I hated. Wow. Not you leaving a job and getting another job. Okay, Audrey. Hmm. Tell wow. Ashley's man how it's done. Um, okay. And I took a better paying job that requires me to commute. It's a really small office full of older whites who have made this their final destination. Oh, well. <laughs> Not sure if that would be the case for me, but it's a good company with great benefits. So I'm happy for now. Here's my issue. Anybody who really knows me knows that I am not a morning person. Even though I'm really tired and not in the best mood, I make sure to be friendly and say hello to people since I'm new and that's just how I was raised. I think it's rude to not acknowledge people when they walk in a room. Fast forward a few months and I can't help but notice the handful of people you would. (laughs) I can't help but notice the handful of people 
who will not speak unless spoken to, and one of them is the manager who fucking hired me. He could be standing near me or talking to a coworker who sits next to me and not even look in my direction. The other offenders don't sit near me, so I don't really give a shit about them, but it really bothers me that someone I work closely with doesn't even say hello unless I say it first. I have stopped greeting him because I don't like the one-sided communication, but I feel awkward and bothered like I'm not being myself. I also don't like giving my positive energy to people who don't deserve it, but I also feel like I'm not being nice, even though I know I didn't do anything wrong. Am I whack for being bothered? Would you guys care if you were in my shoes? Do you think it's unprofessional not to speak to coworkers in a small setting? Please let me know what you think. Thanks, Audrey. Yeah. Um, let me tell you who would not care. <laughs> Kid Furry. <laughs> when I tell you that this sounds like bliss to me, <laughs> you ain't got to say shit to me at all. I will not be offended. Like, if you went around and said hello to everyone in the office mm-hmm. and you did not speak to me, like, continuously, yeah, it would be like, oh, okay, I guess you don't like me or you don't want to speak to me. But I would not... We're different, you yeah, know? y'all are different. This, <laughs> this entry comes from someone who is on a different uh, wave when it comes to social interaction, specifically at work, uh, with colleagues and stuff like that. Um, so while I would not have a problem with being left the fuck alone and unspoken to, um, I understand. I definitely mm-hmm. understand and see why oh, yeah. it like, might rustle your feathers or just be seem unprofessional to you. Um... I just think it's like a common thing mm-hmm. in a workplace, especially like an office style workplace where you just greet the people you work around. You Yeah, you walk just into at a the room. Very loose, <laughs> yeah. Say hello or smile, nod, some sort of acknowledgement that that person exists and y'all are in this thing together because that's the thing. Like Yeah. We don't have to be friends. We don't have to kiki. We don't have to take lunch together. Please, let's not take lunch together. Don't even suggest it. But we are still working towards a common goal. So on that front, we could at least acknowledge Mm -hmm. one another as human beings. Life could use a lot more of that. So I don't think that you are wrong at all um, in how you're feeling. Um... The petty in me, I guess, suggests maybe that you just say hello in, like, aggressive ways. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, I mean, like, not passive-aggressive, but, like, like, aggressively kind ways. Oh, like, over the top? Like, oh, hello, everybody. Blessed morning. Grand rising. (laughs) You could do that. Just the pettiness, like... You know, with like a little hint of stank. Like, I don't know how to work this right now. My mind is blanking. But like, I don't know. I would just make a thing of it one day, just out of Mm -hmm. pettiness. Like, bring a bunch of cupcakes or sprinkles (laughs) or someplace or like, what's that place? Oh, Um, that is rude. uh, uh, Baked by Melissa. Someplace. Or a sheet cake from Publix. Ideal. (laughs) Something where I'm just like, 
in giant letters. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. Like, follow me. I'm not, I don't have ideas because I don't care about this. But, <laughs> you know, like, I can't come up with, like, suggestions because I don't give a fuck about nobody saying hi to me. Leave it to me. Yeah, you're, you're trying real hard. That's not even true. That's not even true because the other day, I, I was just telling my friend, I was telling Candace, I think, the other day about how I was out somewhere and there's a particular person who will continuously come up to my group of friends and speak to everybody but me. Mm. And I'm just like, at this point, bitch, don't come over here. (laughs) I feel like that's much more pointed. That's like, this is a social setting. I mean, not that work isn't, but work is like also professional. Somebody who like continuously pretends you're not there, I feel like that's, you're challenging me. Like you would like to fight. That's rude. It's just like, girl, because here's the thing. Although I don't mind and I'm not typically offended by someone Mm -hmm. not speaking to me, it's not like I'm just this cold brick of ice that, you know, remains untouchable. And like, I I speak to people all the time. I say hello all the time. I am much better, (laughs) I think, these days. And emanating an energy that's just like, oh, hey, girl. So it's like, I'm never stone-faced, like, whatever. So for you to, like, go around to people that you know I'm close with and that I literally hang around with all of the time. Yeah. And speak to everybody and not even just be like, oh, what up? Yep. Or whatever. It's like... That's rude. There's a purpose for that. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Yeah. So, do we have beef? That would be my I question. I can't even... Like, right. Do, is, it, is it static between us? Because if so, I don't know about it. But that's very pointed. This, I feel like... I mean, probably initially, if I notice, like, damn, these people... I walk in here and I could be working for an hour and nobody will say shit to me. Like, they, these people don't give regular greetings unless they get one first. Maybe initially I would be like, mm, especially if I'm the only black person in an office full of white people, then it's like, oh, yeah, this yeah, feels point. This feels pointed. But also, I would not let it bother me to this point. I think, I think, Audrey, you've got to, I think, just adjust your idea of like what you think these people are saying about you or what you think they think about you when they're not volunteering a hello. like why this bothers you so much to the point where you're starting to feel like you're not being yourself. Like, oh, I'm giving my energy to people who don't deserve it and I'm not being nice. And there's nothing wrong with matching the energy that these people give you. If they don't give greet everybody in the office energy, then you don't have to give that. And you can just save your energy, like you said, for people who deserve it. I just... But also, like, I don't... If if yourself is naturally someone who walks into the room and just greets people, like I don't, I don't think you need to let someone else and their energy dictate whether right. or not you do that. Well, that's you know? that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like you, you're you're walking in and saying hello to people because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do, and not because you actually want to greet people. Because the people who are just like, oh, I just speak to everybody, they would just do it, regardless of whether people seem to, like, be as enthusiastic about doing that, too. You know, it's more like, 
mm, I do this because I feel like, you know, this is how I was raised and this is what I'm supposed to do. And y'all don't do that. So I take it as like you're being rude because that's what it means to me in my world. But that doesn't necessarily everybody's not the same. And so that's the thing, too. That's the thing, too. You're so right. I consider like even with this person, I consider like maybe because I've never gone out of my way to speak to this person. Uh, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the plot thickens. I've never gone out of my way to speak to this person either. So it's like maybe you just don't know how to mm-hmm. initiate a greeting. Right. Um, maybe you are just not that girl. You know, it doesn't have to be like a thing of offense. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it, it doesn't have... I don't mean not that girl like that. Like, I maybe you're just not that girl that is going to be like, hello, my name is. Right. Or maybe you're someone who is familiar with me and has heard the streets say that I don't like nobody speaking to me because I can't. <coughs> I like, I mean, the, there are valid. many people who have approached me before who listen to the podcast or something. They're like, I know that you hate this. And I'm like, I fucked up. I fucked up somewhere along the lines explaining myself because I do not have a problem with anyone coming up and speaking to me. Oh, like I don't like I don't hate it. It's like I'm awkward. It's not my preferred thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm down at the function or I'm at a party or something like that, would I prefer to just? enjoy myself or whatever and instead of being an awkward freak yes but i hate the notion that i hate being greeted or i don't like being spoken to at all because it's just a human thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so whatever there are all kinds of layers like crystal is saying it's not necessarily like you being raised in this whole thing of like saying hello in the morning or whatever is the polite thing to do and so maybe if someone does it it's rude or disrespectful like i get that too but it it's not it can be more complicated yeah. than that. yeah it doesn't have to mean that basically so that's why i'm just like audrey i don't think it's worth working yourself up into a tizzy and like maybe changing the way you feel about the job. If it's a great job, great money, great benefits, and these white people are not, like, being racist or stupid at you, I say let this go. Let go of whatever you think it means for them to not greet you first and let that be that. Like, these are just... I would just assume, okay, you're just not that type of person. You wasn't raised the way I was, and you don't you don't look at it the way I do. And that, and let that be that. But being made to feel othered can be racist. Right, but this also seems like it's not, they're not targeting her. Like, these people just don't speak. Like, there are just people in the office, there's a handful of people in the office who just do not speak unless they're spoken to first. So, yeah, I don't think that's about you being Black unless you think it is, but, you know, I just would not let this keep me from my money and my professional development. Me? Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like, not even. I would adjust very quickly to that. Like, oh, okay. Uh, especially room full of white people. Yeah. Like, if we were, if it was like some trendy office with some cool ass niggas, TikTok or, you know, or something. Like, you some worked at Uber or something. Yeah. Black folk or something like that. And I wasn't making friends, then I would be like, oh. Uh. Right. <laughs> you didn't need But a bunch of old whites, we don't need to bond. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, it's okay. When we do you need those papers on your desk? Right. Great. We can com- 
communicate strictly on through Gchat, okay? We you got to say two words to me. You can just email me. I promise I'm not going I'm not missing out on a connection that could really enrich my personal life here. I don't I it really don't it. think so. So That's what happy hour is for. Listen. For you to leave work and then go hang out with people you like. Right. And say hi to them. Yeah. Get drunk and talk Preferably about the people you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, good luck, Audrey, uh, working with these white folks. And yeah, hope the job ends up being worth it. If you have a question for us, if you want some of this incredible advice. I mean, it's just sparkling. My God, I can't believe we just give this out for free. <laughs> never get in anyone in trouble. Yeah, never wrong. No, never, never wrong. Incredible track record here. Yeah. We, uh, we have been correct every single time. So never if wrong. you would like to get in on this. Asktherita at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. They're made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness. So embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture at your nearest Walmart and Walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. All right, folks, we're back. And it is time to wrap things up with the read. It is. Would you? I'll let you go ahead and okay. take it away. I'll I this up. don't have too much to say. Just a few things I want to touch on very quickly. I remember that line. I know, right? <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, first, uh, first up, Vanessa Bryant was just awarded $16 million after um, the jury decided that. <gasps> oh, yes. Yes, that the cops who took photos of her dead husband and child were dead wrong, basically. Um, And I remember when she first filed this lawsuit and just thinking of how horrific this must be. Like, you already went through something so terrible. Not just you, but the families of everybody else who died in that crash. Like, it's already the worst thing to lose a spouse and a child in such a horrible way. But then to know that, like, some thirsty bitch made asshole pulled out their phone and took pictures of your like it's just it's it's too much it's really too much to think about so shout out to Vanessa and all the rest of the family members for fighting the good fight and making making um the Los Angeles County come up off of them ducats because I don't care if the photos haven't been leaked, I don't know if that, that they haven't been leaked. Apparently, that was one of the arguments like, oh, well, only the officers themselves saw the pictures. They've never been leaked to the public. Bitch, that's just a good thing. That does not mean that this isn't a horrible thing. And that does not mean that you should not be punished for having done this shit. There is no way in the world that this is part of the employee so handbook. Gross. Like, oh, if if famous people die, make sure you take a photo for your own personal memories and to and to share with other people in your squad and your unit as y'all are uh, eating donuts and jacking off and playing Call of Duty. Like this is this isn't for entertainment purposes. People are dead. <laughs> Whatever men are doing. No, you're. I mean, you're literally. Whatever right. men are doing. So funny. So that was just garbage. Absolutely fuck right on off with that, <laughs> which I, I've been saying that so much lately, but some of y'all need to fuck right off 
And speaking of fucking right off, did you hear about this black pastor in Alabama who got arrested for watering his neighbor's fucking flowers? What? So this man who lives in Childersburg, Alabama, his name is Michael Jennings. Um, Sounds racist. The place. Right. (laughs) I mean, America sounds racist, but... Yeah. Uh, his neighbor went on vacation and was like, hey, can you water like my shrubs, my azaleas, my gardenias, my daisies? So being a good neighbor, this man actually did it. Some other hating ass neighbor who knew who he was, was like, oh, that nigga is at somebody else's house and called the goddamn law. And did they care that this man lived in the neighborhood that other neighbors were like, yeah, he lives here. He's he's literally being a decent person. No. They did not. Arrested this man, took him down to the fucking jailhouse, charged him, no, charged him with, what was it? What was it? Delay, obstruction of government operation. What? What? Who even knows? So, of course, they dropped these bullshit charges eventually, but now he is about to file a lawsuit against the officers. Big Brian Energy here. And can't blame him. Watering flowers? Where's the where's the crime here? Even if he was a complete stranger, even if he didn't live right across the street from this person. I'm sorry. Watering the fucking shrubbery? is a reason, number one, to call the police, number two, to arrest somebody and then throw them in jail and charge them with something? No. Y'all did this because it was a black man, period. And so um, I don't know if the Childersburg, Atlanta, or Atlanta, Alabama police has like a substantial budget that they're working with. No clue, but I hope he takes all their fucking money. Same way that as what just happened in L.A. Because how do y'all y'all keep doing this shit as if it makes sense and just not getting like you just you just never get punished. There's just never any repercussions for doing all manners of heinous shit. You just do it and everybody else is expected to roll with it. So shout out to Michael Jennings for not taking this shit and getting ready to sue the shit out of them. And I hope he again takes it all. Take it all obstruction of government operation what does that even mean i told y'all not to arrest me because i'm a fucking neighbor because i'm doing a good fucking deed and now i'm child anyway (sighs) and to wrap things up i told you i did not have a lot to say white people when you are dealing with unknown black people in a public space i'm gonna just tell you this there's a little hint from me to you Most of us would prefer that if you have a question, an issue, a concern, that you just come talk to us directly instead of sending whatever service person in the area to come address your concern with us. It's very bitch made and stupid and whack for y'all to send somebody else to ask us a question or voice a concern instead of just coming up to us and talking to us like human beings. I say this because I was on a plane the other day um, coming back from L.A. to New York and I had my window shade up because everybody knows you lose several hours going back. And I did not want to be up 
landing in New York at night and then up until 5 a.m. because I'm still on L.A. time because I took a nap on the fucking plane. So I have the window shade up. I'm letting the sunlight in because it's keeping me awake on this long ass flight. Tell me why the flight attendant came up to me and was like, um, hey, hon, just wondering if you could like if we could just lower your shade a little bit because some of the people here in the cabin, they um, they don't want like the sunlight on their eyes. So just wondering if that's OK with you, if we could just lower if we could just lower it a little bit. And then she like reached over like she was going to go ahead and lower it. And I was like, mm. <laughs> let me go ahead and stop you right there. First of all, um, eye patches, those sleeping masks, they're everywhere. They include them sometimes on Especially the plane. The airport. They're all over the fucking airport. If you really want to block everything out, then you need to get yourself one of those. Number two, as the flight attendant said, eventually I paid for this seat. The window belongs to me for the duration of this flight. And if I want it up, it's going to stay up. That's that on that. But most importantly, I prefer window seats. Yes, I prefer. Yes, I prefer window seats so that it is up to me. And usually I want the window shade down, which is why like I'm it's weird because I'm on this side of like, oh, I don't like being the person whose window shade is up. But also this is what I need right now. And that's why I booked this fucking seat. So I'm going to leave it up. And if you don't like it, tough titties. But if you don't like it, and if I'm really keeping you from, like, your rest, like, you're a, you're a fucking neurosurgeon, okay? And you are coming back to New York, and you are scrubbing in right at Mount Sinai. You're not even going home first. You're going right into surgery. And so you really need to sleep on this flight. Then guess what, you scary bitch? You can just come say that to me. Why would you send the flight attendant to ask me to lower my fucking window shade? I'm right here. And I'm much more likely to do it if you talk to me like a person. If you had said, hey, can you lower that just a little bit? Like, I'm a surgeon. I'm trying to sleep. Me and my daughter, we've been up all day. I'm much more likely to take that into into consideration because I'm not a cold, heartless bitch. But once you send the flight attendant to do your dirty work, I'm like, oh, no, leave it wide the fuck open. Leave it wide the fuck open. And I don't care. Screw your eyes shut real tight. Get yourself some fucking shades. I just felt like that was so, I don't know if y'all would, I don't know if like you're just a person who is scared in general, so you are too nervous to talk to strangers, or if you saw me being black and was like, oh, I'm definitely not about to ask the black girl with an attitude if she would close her window shade. I'm not trying to get cussed out. I don't really know what the reasoning was behind this, but girl, kiss my ass. No. Now it's staying open and I'm not and I'm not going to close it until the fucking sun sets when it no longer does you any good because you can kiss my ass with that. And that's it. I'm done. Told you. Easy peasy. All righty. Um, <laughs> I love passive white people on planes. It's just so stupid, but OK. All right. So two quick things. Both of them, I guess, related to rap, hip hop, some shit. I don't know. First things first, for whatever reason, we're living in an era now where um, rappers don't even have to be real. Musicians don't even have to be real. I don't remember the name of that blue-haired anime woman that literally goes on tour and sells out shows. That's like a virtual character. What the fuck is the name? Y'all know the name of the blue pigtailed haired bitch. No. The anime. Now I can't move on until I know it. 
Blue um, pigtail having bitch. Virtual. I don't know that Google's going to help you with those keywords. Blue pigtail's but... anime girl. It came right up. What's her name? Um, Anime Planet. Oh, no, that's a... Never mind. That's a website. Kagami Hiraji. Oh, my God. I put in Blue Pigtails Anime Girl, and it really did just... That's, I told you. It's her. Wendy Marvell. No, that's not it. You know it doesn't side. matter. Okay, we got it. Um. Anyway, there is... Uh, there are t- no Hatsune Miku. Oh, okay, I love her. Anyway, so <laughs> there's a rapper uh, that doesn't exist because it's uh, mm. a video game or whatever. <laughs> He's virtual augmented reality rapper. No. Named FN Mika that was created by a whole bunch of nerdy white people at some, like, virtual record label called Factory New. FN Mika is some sort of a cyborg nigga with (laughs) green yarn dreads, and uh, he comes... Fit with all of your favorite rap nigga add-ons and accessories, including um, racial slurs, um, talk of uh, drug use and fuck the policeage, and, you know, other things that you can get yeah. from the Illuminica, Future & Co. Um, you know, the five rap beats. <laughs> no. So... No. This VR, AR, Nintendo Switch rapper nigga was signed briefly to Capitol Records. What? This news came out. Black folks said, oh no, we won't be doing that. A group called Industry Blackout uh, sent a lengthy and pointed letter to Capitol Records, making them aware that... uh, the rapper is basically a caricature of uh, Black folk, real Black people in rap. Um, (laughs) They also, I love that they pointed out um, that this um, mountain of ones and zeros will never uh, be subject to actual um actual charges right. or actual forms of racism, violence, injustice, things that black people and certainly black folk in the hip hop industry deal with on a daily basis. Specifically calling out the rapper Gunna, who is featured on the fake rapper's first single, Gunna being one of these uh, young thug YSL niggas that's currently incarcerated and facing no bail or whatever. So Capitol Records swiftly said, nope, 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 nope. Don't want nothing to do with that. Uh, We offer our deepest apologies to the Black community for our insensitivity in signing this project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it. Wow. 
Uh, this is a statement from Tuesday that says, we thank those who have reached out to us with constructive feedback in the past couple of days. Your input was invaluable as we came to the decision to end our association with the project. So, a couple things. One, like, I know I couldn't name the anime singing a virtual hologram anime bitch from a second ago. <laughs> right. But I have played a couple of the games. I've literally seen this person. I've seen like videos of the concerts for this thing. I, this is something that at least I know Japanese people in tech yeah. have been doing for ages. Okay. Like, you know, hold our beer. So I get, you know, people trying to cash in on new types of spectacle when it comes to the industry of entertainment. And, you know, with Tupac holograms, Whitney Houston holograms, Prince holograms, and whatever the fuck else people are talking about, this type of behavior doesn't shock me. It also doesn't shock me that it had, you know, literally nothing to do with black people, white people doing all the designing. Right. And, you know, then would cash in on your idea of a rap nigga. Um, so the people behind the creation of it, the people behind the design of it, the people behind the decision making of this thing um, can all get in the bin, obviously. Each and every single one of y'all are a fool as far as I'm concerned. I think this is dumb. You're not gorillas. <laughs> so I'm not interested. Um, but Capitol Records, I think they really hit y'all um, over the head with some truth here when they pointed out, like, the obvious lack of diversity um, well. at that team. Because how, how did this thing get a fucking record deal? Yeah. Before... Actual black people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and nobody over there was like, "Hey, no, <laughs> this is a bad look, you guys. Let's not do this." <laughs> like, how are companies this huge still getting into this type of tea? But I think the whole thing is a goddamn fool. Yep. Um, I didn't <laughs> need um a. I didn't need a steam version of Lil Uzi Vert. I didn't need fucking no. Trippy Red to come to my Nintendo Never Switch. That. I don't need to play the PlayStation VR of 21 Savage. Um, so leave me alone. White people mind your business. Um, you know, you can sincerely enjoy and respect all different waves of art while also just sitting the fuck down and minding your motherfucking business and knowing your goddamn place. And that is just something that white people just do not have a grasp on. You don't have enough grasp on. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You need to grab on tight. Gotta just dip your little hands and everything and just make money everywhere. All at once. I saw the headline and said, I won't be engaging with that. I mean, at least they realized how dumb this was, but yikes, it did not have to get this far. <laughs> Should have never gotten this far. 
The thing is, I'm sure that they knew it was dumb from the get-go. That's not the problem. They clearly didn't realize how racist it was. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> how racist. Because that'll stop some white executives in their tracks. Because that means, oh, you know, that's that's that can be a pox on our yep. coinage. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Hashtag alert. And so we won't be doing any of that. But something being dumb, shallow. Frivolous? You're right. Irrelevant? You're right. Unnecessary? Redundant? I'm with you when you're right. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. <laughs> give me more. I love it. Um, And then I want to also take this time to say to uh, Tiana Wallace, um, Biggie's oh, daughter. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This tragedy. My dear, I want you to run to the arms of the ones that truly love you. If you haven't heard, um, Biggie's 29-year-old daughter, Tiana Wallace, uh, recently put her Brooklyn, $1.5 million Brooklyn home, up to uh, basically meet... Her boyfriend slash baby father's $1 million bond Mm. after he was arrested uh, six days after Mm -mm. uh, driving away from a routine traffic stop and slamming into a group of pedestrians, including a mother and a toddler. Um... As I said, this man, Tyshawn Baldwin, surrendered six days after this incident where he was fleeing from the police just a, a week or so ago, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, and so the judge put up a million-dollar bond, and as I said, young Miss Wallace was willing to put up her home to secure the bond, and I guess we'll see where that goes from there. I want so much more for y'all. Yep. <clears throat> I really do. I'm I'm and I don't know these niggas. I don't. Um I wanna say a nigga who first of all would speed away from a quote unquote routine traffic stop. Why? Come on. Come on. Now, I don't trust the police or believe the police. Correct. Neither. Okay. But if you were just pulled over for whatever, it's giving what's in the car. It's giving, mm. you know, warrants. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. That's But past just fleeing from the police, which... With a certain type of hood nigga and a certain kind of history, we can work through that. I can work through that. <laughs> it's a lot of variables that go into that, honestly. But you hit pedestrians, including a toddler, allegedly. Right. You were willing to take your home. Come on. Worth $1.5 million, at least. Mm-mm. And put that up so this nigga ain't got to sit in jail? 
somebody who like whether he hit them people is not even up for debate, which is why the it's bail is video. so which is why the bail is so high. Baby, you could lose your home behind this. What are we doing? Oh no. Oh no. Recipes are lost. You know, I just When it comes down to it, my sisters, my queens, my femmes, Come on. my, you know, my doms, yeah, my girls. you know, my brothers and butch. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm done being gay and I'm going to send you the video. <laughs> I am done being gay. But anyway. I want for y'all to start asking yourselves, would you do this for me? I just feel like many of you can start there. I just feel like many of you can start there. Does he... Would this nigga do this exact same thing for me? And could this nigga do this for me? Does he have a home that he could put up in order to bail me out? Does he even have one of those? Y'all got to uh, be thou art loosed. (laughs) And this isn't the way to do it. It isn't. And I'm just so tired of all of these read letters of being erected all over the headlines. Like, you got a... a, Sounds like a decent piece of property yeah, that you have yeah. in Brooklyn. And this nigga out here doing dumb shit and and do, doing ghetto shit with his friend, hood right shit with his friends. And that's just whatever. And it's just like, oh yeah, no, fuck this house. No. This no, baby. House. Fuck this no, house. No, baby. Do you know what that means? Baby. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, what? If it costs $1 million to get you out of jail, fucking with me, guess what? You're going to stay in jail. I'm not even going to look for the million dollars to get you out. I'm not even going to look for that. Because that's the thing. It's like, you, that, this is to cover the, like, one of you legal girls actually can speak to me now. Because can't this nigga still go to jail? Like, if he don't, I mean, well, yes, like he can still be found guilty. It's just like he won't be in jail while he's waiting on his trial. What, to like, start. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> but so, you're basically, you're putting your house up to guarantee that he will come to court. But what if he doesn't, girl? What if he vanishes? Why don't y'all help me out? I'm actually genuinely interested in the legal part of this because I didn't do all of the Twitter digging and things like that. So, like, when mama goes down, right, because mm-hmm. it feels like it's it's headed in that direction. As I said, there's absolutely horrific visual video con uh, <laughs> video of the incident. It doesn't seem like there's any denying. I feels like the judge probably just like threw out a million dollars there, like well, nobody gonna actually you know do nothing about this. Mm-hmm. Um. So when the girl goes down, then what? So does she get just get her house? Well, no. Like, so in I think in New York, 
you're going to get a refund either way. It's really more of like a guarantee that you will show up to court. But the amount of the refund is different based on whether you're found innocent or guilty. Right, right, right. Yes. So, oh, it says right here, if the defendant was convicted, the Department of Finance will will deduct 3% of the amount of the cash bail to cover administrative costs before issuing a cash bail refund. And then if you're not convicted, then you get the full amount back. But either way, you're going to get some back. You're just not going to get as much if this nigga is found guilty. But like, you're paying this. You're paying this. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, I can't do it. I don't want to be in love that bad. Not at all. I don't. Ever in my life, I'm letting you know it. I ever, bitch, when I'm telling you everybody, you you need to provide evidence that <laughs> everyone on site had a Glock pointed at your head <laughs> at that moment and you did nothing the fuck wrong. I'm talking about the pedestrians, right. the police, everybody. You need to look like nigga John Wick. Right. But even in the middle of it, like there, there is nothing that is going to get me. Yes. Like you literally need to be, what was that Will Smith enemy of the state? Oh, where? Wait a minute. I don't know if I actually saw that. Was it? I'm thinking John Q though. I'm thinking like you'd have to be holding up a hospital because your son needs a heart right fucking now or something in order for me to <laughs> even <laughs> bitch that sounds like a choice you made they ain't got nothing to do with me or my house because like three percent of one million is still thirty thousand dollars that you're need, never getting back <laughs> you need to be oh no oh no it baby. needs to be a misunderstanding it's nothing to happen they better be looking for a whole different nigga like you better have the same <laughs> First, last, and blood type no. of a known killer somewhere, bitch. And ain't never heard of flying in your life. You think I'm about to do some shit like that. I don't give a f- I don't give two shakes. I don't trust you niggas. I barely like you niggas. Right. And what I'm not about to do is take my home, my property. The way that life is set up in this economy. Okay, in this economy? A million dollars when you know the nigga did it? Girl, I don't have a million dollars for you, but well, you know what I do have for you? Prayer. $20 a week for your commissary. Oh, yeah. I got cigarettes. I can get you some candy, the finest Hershey's has to offer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Doritos got flaming Hot Cool Ranch now. I can get you those. I can get you a Lorna Doom. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. How do you know that this nigga will I can get you a knife flee? and spoon if you want to start digging. Oh I'm, what God. I won't be doing is giving you $1 million of my things. And the nigga was still driving around knowing that his license was fully suspended. Like, not trying to stay low. <laughs> and then you hit people. And then you ran people over. A mother and her two-year-old baby. I'm sorry. 17 counts, including first degree assault, reckless endangerment, endangering the welfare of a child. <laughs> the best I can do for you is come down and visit your ass. I'll bring my... It's um, not happening. i bring my little Bluetooth speaker and play some early Ashanti to really get the vibes right on some like prison bay shit. And we can talk like we're in belly or something and just keep it real gangster yeah, since that's clearly the no. type of time that you're on. But what we're not going to do is any of this. He, we're not doing any of he that. He could get 25 Whoa. years 
25, he could get 25 years. Girl, you better pray that nigga actually shows up. Because I won't be surprised if he just vanishes. There's no way. They, these, there's no way. There's no way. That's not. That's, I don't think that's going to happen. But I just don't. I would. I would never put myself in this position. Never, I don't understand. Never, never. How. Never. We got here, and sister, honestly, just as a black queen, Mm-mm. I just hope these things go well for you. No. Perhaps Actually, I don't even know her. Perhaps I have home. never been in love. I, <laughs> I just. There's no Me neither, way. I, guess. I just, I'm sorry. I've never felt this way about a nigga. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> not ever. You know what? A lot of y'all would do this too. And a lot of y'all are probably mm-hmm. like, well, you just ain't never loved before. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. You're right. So before not you, that. before you, before you share that sentiment, <laughs> I want you to know that you're correct. You're right. I'm not even arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. One million cash dollars, Never bitch. have I ever cared about anybody that much. And I don't believe I ever and will. Never and I'm will. fine with that. Lord willing. Lord, please. I'm fine with that. Please I'm keep. fine with that. Especially not a nigga who runs over kids. So. Thank you. For me to take all leave of my good sense and spend a million dollars to get a nigga who I know ran over a child out of jail, baby. How old is Tiana Wallace? 29. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I was thinking, please let her be 22. 29 is just a little too old for this. But, you know. God bless you, sister. Again, I pray he actually shows up to court because. You're a black woman of Jamaican ancestry. I, w- I want you to him. be happy in your home with your things. The end, period. Yeah. That's it. Because. Woo. Girl, girl, girl. And a food delivery man. And a food delivery man. Just People just out here living their job. lives and just help. Baby. She gonna be on Instagram in six months. Girl, about, call me. Y'all, I'm just saying, like, never put your house up in order to get the million dollars to bond a nigga out after he hit three people. Somebody need to tell the girl. Listen, ladies, <laughs> never have a baby with a married man. Somebody needs to tell you that. Listen, no, y'all, they didn't. never yes, bail out did. a knew, nigga who hit the I knew toddler to with his vehicle. <laughs> even the bitch, even wasn't like, I, I did do that. I didn't need you. <laughs> even the ones who flirt with the idea are like, right. yeah, I, I know. I that's what I'm that's what I'm saying so no you're totally right good luck I mean, girl. girl good luck call me girl yeah. mm. call me oh I have one last thing real real fast folks folks girlies friends monkeypox covid polio this ain't the time to be sh- uh, trying to share hookah with strangers <gasps> Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, me personally, I'm not really a hookah girl anyway. Um, It tried to grasp me by my root chakra when I came to New York, when I first knew to New York. I was right up in the heights. Mm -hmm. I mean, hookah is the heights. Yep. Like... (laughs) So true. It's basically like that movie, The Mist. Like, 
I don't understand how anybody gets to work or school or anything when you have to literally like canoe through clouds and clouds of hookah smoke. Um, Washington Heights just smells like cotton candy and bubblegum vapor. It just smells that way. And and you know what? It's pleasant, so I don't fight. Compared to the rest of the smells this city can produce, you better it's, it's, listen. You better take your sometimes bubble gum. It's, sometimes <laughs> it's it's mint. Sometimes they have like a, a nice like they a mint. jazz it up. Yeah, y'all do all kind of shit. Hookah. Anyway, go ahead. They literally have like hybrid. <laughs> Bitch, they have like they literally can, can have like even do that? the way they, yeah the way they literally be out here like crossbreeding uh um weed plants yes. like OG Kush mixed with Granddaddy Pride like they, they literally be doing that shit in the kitchens and <laughs> on the cur- literally no literally like mixing orange and mint <laughs> like this is called cream sickle. It isn't. You just did that. I just watched you do it. But it was never a good idea to share hookah. Yeah, no. I know it that was never like a good idea. I was down at it like uh and I I'm just gonna say it. I was at an Afrobeat party and I just I don't wanna put anybody on blast. It was amazing. Okay. And I'm not, because this happens at all parties. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to like a good Afrobeat party in a while. So this is a vibe. Okay. Sitting with my friends in the section that they got. You know, the hookah comes out. I'm like, okay, cute for y'all. I got my wee pen, so we straight. Period. And there was this one girl <laughs> who was just like hovering around. First, she was like sitting in the section before we got there, which like Absolutely, bitch. Like, right. if I see an empty seat and I want to sit down, that's what time it is. Ain't nobody until here. Until it's time you for me, me to, to get up. Yep. Until it's time for me to get up. Because here's the thing: I'm not gonna argue with you. Right. Like, if this is your seat, it's your seat. Right. But until but it, until you until, here to sit. Until <laughs> like I'm not going to urinate here. I'm not going. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, oh, sully your. You know. Right. But I'm a rest. But yeah, if I want to sit the fuck up, and I'm and again. I wear what? Sneakers? Sweatpants? Mm-hmm. Joggers? September? Balenciagas. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and I'm still, you know, gonna, when I make myself comfortable if I can. Y'all be out in these six-inch Okay. And so, I have no problem with mama, you know, getting her, her foot rest or whatever. Right. So we sit down, the hookah comes out, niggas are blowing absolute billows. Of course. Just, <laughs> just clouds. Yes, billows. <laughs> and, you know, mama starts like inching closer and closer over to us. Oh, and it's no. like, Mm-mm. it's giving like, okay, I don't know where we're going with this. Nowhere. But she's going to interact with me in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, no. I didn't know why, but I knew it was coming. And so maybe six minutes passes before Mama taps me on the shoulder because she's sitting <laughs> right next to me. And she's like, um, can I get a, a pull of your hoop? <gasps> no, she asked. Oh, my God. Oh, my And God. I was like, <laughs> I just said, first of all, it's not mine. I said, you can ask them, but I think the answer is going to be no. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she, like, literally didn't see her for the rest of the night. 
right? L- like you would have thought she came with us the way that she was sitting. <laughs> for, but, and you know, it takes them a little while to like bring out the hookah, yeah. bring out the deli- like. You would have thought we were all there together. The moment that I said, "You're probably going to tell you no, girl," vanished, Di- gone, <laughs> missing. I can't believe she asked. I couldn't believe it either. Hookah got like, y'all addicted. That is crackish behavior. As someone who, I'm not gonna lie, as like I have bought these expensive ass bottles at clubs, haven't we all? Countless times, haven't we all? Because what I want to sit, yeah, I don't care. The money for me isn't just yes, they're marking it it up like (laughs) fifty times the retail Mm -hmm. price. I want to sit down, especially because I like. To stand up. It is the cost of sitting party. down. Yeah. I want my seat. You know what I mean? And so I've been in spaces before, um, usually at the same party, like in New York, at one of Frank Watson's things or something like that. And so I'll see a lot of the same people. And a lot of times, someone who may not even be anyone besides someone I just, I'm familiar with seeing at the at these events mm-hmm. might be like, oh, can I get a drink? Bet. Like, first of all, I came here for the, for oh, yeah. the furniture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I paid for the duvets. Uh, that's not that. But that's like one thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I may not know your name or remember your mm-hmm. name or care, but like, we're in this party thing together. Yeah. I mean, it's still bold to ask, but it's not It disgusting. is still <laughs> so bold <laughs> to ask it is it's bold <laughs> it blows my mind every single time like mama you came out to the to the party house you came to the club function mm-hmm. and you didn't yeah consider that you would want a drink that you you don't have cuz we don't i don't i don't know you know you right so if you wanted a drink, why did you not? Why didn't you come to the session either with the funds right. why didn't for you, the drinks you want? Or like, come I don't, drunk, like everybody else. Pre-game, the girls don't pregame no more. Yeah, maybe that's a millennial thing. Maybe we listen. We were economic. We were thrifty about it. We drank at home, and then we drank a little more at the club. And it's not a millennial thing because it's just common sense. It isn't like like if you. What? Yeah. Anyway, I say all that to say, whatever. Get your kicks, Route 66. (laughs) Amen. You have to be, though, a specific flavor of bold, I think, in the era of monkeypox and polio and COVID and sepsis and and uh, tennis elbow and everything else going on out here to be asking complete strangers for their motherfucking hookah we don't know you from sam mm-hmm. sis yes hookah got y'all in that much of a motherfucking chokehold mm-hmm. it does first of all it's terrible for you so let's start there like and i say that as someone who does several things it was terrible for me mm-hmm. You know, we can start with sugar. (laughs) We can start with sugar. (laughs) But. Oh, man. Like, what is it? 
get go down to one of these many smoke shops and get you one of these what ten ten dollar vapey thingies that yeah. everybody they're everywhere everybody down in this in the streets everyone at your your local um at the den your local uh, <laughs> team community your center teen hangout <laughs> everyone on the zeus network everyone has these little hookah pods yeah. if it's that serious if it got you bent that bad invest invest in your vices and stop begging people this is not the time for that anybody who like even them little tips, them little plastic tips that they Still give gross. you to put into whatever. It's too, my lips too close to where yours been. Yep. Let's get through this time first. Right. And God only knows what's on your nasty hands. It's not like niggas are using hand sanitizer or going to scrub their hands before they switch out the tips on a hookah thing. Like, it's too many germs and there's too much going on around here for me to act like I I'm would hope with at this. least I'm not doing that. at the Afrobeat party. <laughs> you thought the overall crowd have been like, you not thought. us, not here. But I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Not for hookah. The girls will die about that motherfucking hookah smoke. Ooh, child, leave me out of it. The answer is no. I'm done. All right. Well, that will wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Make sure you check us out on social media at This Is The Read and our website, thisistheread.com. Um, follow us for updates and Things of that nature. Anything, any news from you before we head out this week? I can't believe I have class um, today. I just cannot believe I have class today. Like, that is just so crazy. Wow. Um, Rap Shit is on today. If you're yeah, listening yeah, to this, yeah. Thursday, August 25th. 25th. Uh, new episode of, of Rap Shit premieres at 9 p.m. Eastern on HBO Mia. Um, got one more episode after two episodes left, including this one. No, not Our already. finale is next week. Oh my god! What? So if you haven't started, you've got plenty of binging content. Yes, at your disposable. At your disposable. <laughs> Catch up, mustard, because it's so good. Go watch it right so, now. Go check it out, and um, yeah, let me know what you think. Um, I really like this show and these characters. Yeah, I knew it was special when you were like, I'm working on this and I really love it. And you just never <laughs> are that enthusiastic about anything. I was like, oh, this show oh, is going to be incredible. So like never had poor things to say. <laughs> endlessly proud of you and the whole team, Issa, everybody over at Rap Shit, because it's just so good. It's just excellent. Yay. Excellent television. All right. On that note, we're going to head out. Make sure you take care of yourselves and we'll see y'all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.